No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and I'm in here today with some of my favorite dudes in the rap game, Onyx, in the fucking building. Word yeah. out, word out. Uh, when I think about you guys, I can't help but think about the fact that I first heard you, I think I might have been eight or nine years old, and my mm. homie in school played it for me on a boombox. Mm. And even at that time, not knowing much about rap, I knew that this was some aggressive ass shit, some intimidating shit. I was very much shocked, taken what, aback. What, what was this song you heard though? What, which it was one? definitely just the Back the Fuck Up album right. at, in general. So that that was one of the pivotal moments of me really, you know, I think that there's a thing that happens with any music where there's a moment where it feels almost kind of like offensive and like jarring. Yeah. And then that's you, the way we wanted it. You to start be. to accept Word. it and then you love it. Cause I was like that with metal too. Yeah. The first yeah. metal bands I heard, I was just like, Oh no, what the fuck is, and right. then I started to appreciate right. it. You know, Onyx, you know, we came in the game with Jam Master J, mm. you know what I'm saying? From Run DMC. So it's like when we met him, that's what he instilled in us, because he came from that Run DMC world, Def Jam, you know what I'm saying? That R Rick Rubin style, you know, like he came from all of that. So mm, right. that, that's what we just, you know what I'm saying? We just took it to the next level. Yeah, yeah definitely. But yeah, it's, it's like, it. when you think about that, was, was there ever a moment where Jam Master J was a little worried about the extent to which your content was so aggressive? and Because so, it was like nah, nothing that hip hop he, he had ever seen before. More. He said, more, more aggressive. <laughs> Give me more of that. Yeah. yeah. Was that the overall tone with everybody? You didn't run into too many people who thought that you guys were like a little bit nah, too Nah, we running those people over. Nah, because it was like, we, we came in the game for the love of hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And the energy was contagious. Like, like when people in New York stopped us, to say what's up, it was genuinely like, yo, I, I like, I love you niggas. And they, they would turn it up because they felt that they, they had to approach us on that level. So, you know, Jay was like, when the game was like changing, when we came in the game, he's like, yo, I want y'all to be the bad boys of hip hop. Mm. Y'all rolling with Dev Chan. We got y'all full back. We got the bag behind y'all. It's pot, it's going down. You know what I'm saying? We was in Dev Jam with our feet on the table. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, Public enemy running through, shout the flavor, flavor, and all them. That's the flavor first person flag. we met. That's the first person we met at Dev Jam, flavor, flavor. But we, we was in the building, you know what I'm saying? We took the building over. Right. We had everybody rocking with us, you know what so I'm saying? So ahead of your time, too, because when you think about hip hop now, there's like so much of an emphasis put on all these do people doing really aggressive vocals and trying to be very much in your face and aggressive. Animated. And you guys were on it. In the early '90s. Yeah, I mean, but it was it was a progression of '90s hip hop. It, it was, you know, you had groups like Cypress Hills, mm. you know, what I'm saying Naughty Dyes by effects. Nature, Dyes Effects, Laws of the Underground, you know. So MOP, like we was coming from that. Everybody kind of wanted to kind of get their voice out, and it had to be like loud. Mm. You know what I mean? Your point had to be loud at, at, at like '93. You had to be loud. Wu Tang, you know what I'm saying, came right after us. So. Was, was there any conversation going on from the critics and stuff who acted like maybe your stuff was not quite hip-hop because it was so aggressive? Was there any sort of, like, blowback yeah, the, yeah, or reaction? Yeah, they rolled over our tapes with a, uh, a fucking steamroller one time. <laughs> who did? Dolores Tucker or something. Oh, shit. you guys were part of that? <laughs> yeah. Did you actually go at her? Shout out Dolores nah, Tucker. Nah, we ain't going we right, yeah. I found out about I, her yeah, from we, that we, pox we enjoyed, skit. We enjoyed the press. Do you remember that pox skit where he was... I forget exactly yeah. what he said about her, but yeah. he was saying some wild ass it was, shit. It was in a movie, actually. It was a scene in a movie, and I was like, yeah, I want, you know, we was definitely part of that whole thing. But to go to back to your question, it was our music was street. Mm. Throw your guns was that's that was the first album. Anthem. There was, you know what I'm saying? Even though we did the, the slam and then we did the slam remix with Biohazard. Right. And, and it had that raucous feel. It was street. We was coming from Southside Queens, Rockway Boulevard. Yeah. We was that's what it was. NYC, it it Brooklyn. was nothing but that. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, but the sound, uh, Shy Skills, the producer, Rest in Rest Peace of Shy, him and Jay, they just came with this, 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 we came, we all came with this, this vibe, mm. the back the fuck up vibe. And that was just the whole vibe for the whole album, like letting the industry know. Yo, we coming through. We got Deb Jam with us. Everybody got to back the fuck up. How much did you guys know about Biohazard and about sort of the overall world of like rock music and hardcore and punk and that kind of shit? Like, was that something that was sort of new to you once you got into the music game and you started to realize that your content was sort of similar? Or was it something where the music industry sort of introduced y'all? Well, we were influenced by rock as well as, you know, hip-hop streets, you know. But I, me personally, I didn't know anything about Biohazard until I was introduced to them. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? 
and they would fucking just say as crazy and psycho and hard as us. Right. On, we on, we on, didn't want to do that record. Right. Really? Nah, we had we didn't want to fucking sell out. We wanted to keep it gangster and gully. We had the slam. The slam shit was popping at radio. The slam was popping at radio on MTV. It was platinum already. It was like MTV's like go-to video for the kids. You know what I'm saying? And um, Leo Cohen, he was the president of Dev Jam at the time. He was like, yo, man, I want you to do this slam remix with these guys from Brooklyn, and I'm going to show you who the... F yo, he was, like, bigging these dudes up like these dudes was the shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we did our research. There was there was no YouTube at the time. You couldn't, mm -hmm. like, do your... You couldn't do that. There right. was no internet at the time. You just had to take his word for you it. You went down the street and bought a CD or something? Nah, nah, we just met him in the studio. Oh, okay. So we we went to the studio. They was in the studio. An hour, we, we rolled a CeeLo with them. <laughs> They know how to roll. They, they just breaking him. Because <laughs> those dudes are good dudes for a bunch of rap dudes to meet for their first, like, metal-type dudes because those dudes are, like, straight-up dudes. Yeah, it was, saying dudes it was, too much. There but. was no, yo, all right, so send these guys your tape. They're going to send the vocals back. It wasn't right. like that back nah, then. Nah, it was live. Mm -hmm. It was like, color. yo, meet these dudes in the studio. We probably was in Chung King in one of these studios with them. They came with their entourage and their crew. We came with our crew, and we just did it. You know what I'm saying? We had a good time, and it, and it came out... A rap rock record, right? You know what I'm saying? Classic. In a different way than like Aerosmith and Run DMC. That was that was a different type of rock rock rap record. Yeah, yeah. This was you know slam was and for the streets. We even took it a step further and did the Judgment Night soundtrack with them. Oh wow! You so know, you guys did the lead multiple. title track for it. Oh wow! But I, you know what? I like the Judgment track, the Judgment Night track better than the slam and the remix. Video. Just because the drums. The drums on the Slam remix was a live drummer. It was right. a live drummer. And that's cool, but nothing hits harder than hip-hop drums. Mm. Right. And, and, and Judgment Night, Shot Skills did the drums. Right, opposed to... This is some technical shit. Shot Skills did the drums, and they just played the bass and the guitar on top of it and screamed on top of it with us. You know right. what I'm saying? That's just... you know, Collaboration. I, mean, I think Judgment Night was the, was, was the record that was hip-hop and rock, the hottest hip-hop rock record ever right do you when you hear uh rappers perform live with live bands like are you into that or is that in some way take away from it in, in the way that you see I'm it i'm cool with that you yeah, know what i'm like saying it. i'm cool it's cool it depends but on I the would, song the record in the group yeah. yeah i would rather have a dj with the drummer playing on top because mm. you know it's always kind of that question like is people try to make hip-hop to be more like real music by sticking a guitarist and a bassist and the drummer it's kind of weird because it's kind of like not nah, like hip-hop is real music even if it's just this track that this dj is playing right right that's what it started from just the basic the basic shit you know what i'm saying turntable and some some igga, igga like that mm -hmm. some igga, igga. did you guys ever put much thought into like how you were dressing or marketing yourselves because that's another thing i remember as a young kid was just being terrified because the imagery was just so strong everybody has shaved heads everybody's wearing all black and everybody got these crazy ass boots on it was boots, just fatigues as a, as a nine-year-old i was like holy <laughs> shit i've never been so Hard sure dental. that some rappers Yo, were gonna beat my ass yeah. Yo. We used to we used to watch the like the tapes like throw your guns. First time we watched it at Def Jam. This is a true story. The first time we we watched the throw your guns video shot by Diane Martell. So we all in the office and there's this little girl in there. I think she was one of the executives' niece or something. When his verse came on, she started crying and ran out the office. <laughs> we was like, yeah, oh shit, it was crazy. It's a good sign. Yeah, because well, well, if you play an R-rated movie in front of a little kid, they're right. probably gonna scream and freak out. That's when why he we came don't. On? That's why we don't let kids watch R-rated movies. But and that's why little kids should listen to Onyx. We're used to. That's fucked up. I'm giving kids nightmares. That's <laughs> yo, word. So yeah, you know, that's what we we we, we wanted to shock Big people up Dime and, and, and be it had to be in your face hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And 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 rolling with Jam Master J like he was the captain of the ship. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. We was just some young kids from yo. Imagine being a kid from Queens and you meet Jam Master J for Run DMC mm -hmm. and he takes you under his wing and you rolling with Run DMC and Run. You, you, it's it's like a dream come true. It's like from high school it, to it's, the stage. It's unbelievable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so whatever he said was the way to go. We was listening. There was no oh no. You know we. It was a creative process, but he was the orchestra. He but was to, the orchestrator. To what extent were you guys like hard headed young kids who were not really trying to hear what anybody was telling you versus? Realizing the importance of this person that is taking you under their wing and just being like, all right, if you say it's hard, then we're doing it. Well, we was realizing. 
But the second album, we, you know, stepped out of the limb ourselves and wanted to do a lot of production and our own thinking and da 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 da. Like, you know, he wasn't as absorbed in that album as he was in the first album. Mm. I mean, you know shit, I mean? you know, if you only gonna be objective to somebody that's not fucking with you trying to do, you know what I'm saying? Parents. Whoever. Somebody that don't if, see if eye to eye. If your parents don't see your vision, then that makes you not fuck fuck with them, and then that makes you go do your own thing. Mm. That happened to me. You know what I'm saying? My pops was like, hip hop, what, 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 go to school, all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, nah, this is what I want to do. So um, that put me in the streets at an early age. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 17, by my, you know, doing my own one too. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Growing up in South Jamaica, Queens, through the whole crack era and all this shit, just surviving and finding my way. And hip hop led me to, you know, the crew. How so? Talking about those early days, though, just growing up in South Jamaica, and you guys are just rapping. But like, how do you actually get to the point where people are paying attention to you, to which you're even in a situation where you can have those label well, meetings and really well, get well, out there? You know, I, I came from. Well, we all came from Brooklyn. Then we moved to Queens. Mm. When I moved to Queens at the age of 13, 14, 15, I started going to a park called Baisley Park. Baisley Park. Now Baisley Park, they would have park jams. You know what I'm saying? And it would be like big money basketball games, you know what I'm saying? Going on in the daytime. Right. You know what I'm saying? Real, you know, Supreme Team and all these dudes out there. Heard it was like $50,000 a game and all this type of shit. I'm just a little kid, 15. But were you hearing about that shit? So you knew that? I was in the park. Yeah. I, so I walked from my crib, 135th to Baisley Park in a hot summertime. Every, every fucking weekend to go to the park to rap. You know what I'm saying? I was the, the little kid in the park. You know Doing what I'm saying? The thing. fly little nigga. Rhyming. But I was getting with rock him was, and everybody. They was letting me under the ropes though. Uh -huh. You know, me and my man P.I., you know what I'm saying? Cold Cheeks from the Lost Boys. This thing was a barber so, in the hood, top barber. So he was like famous in the hood. So okay. by the time I was going back to the park, you know, they'd be like, yo, you gonna rhyme today, shorty? You know, right. when I coming through, I was coming through like the like the little superstar already, you know what I'm saying? Right. Cool friend. You know, my man Rico and all of them, you know. My man Mighty Bonin dancing and all that, doing all that, and I'm doing the one Spank two with the G. mic. So Spank G, Dada Rock, Grandmaster Vic, I, I came up through that. So that's uh -huh. how I got my name in Southside through rhyming like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So did they kind of take you under their wing early on? They really saw your your talent, or or what was the vibe like with people in the neighborhood and shit? They didn't take me under my wing. I was doing. Take, I was doing. I was the new shit coming up. Right. They were still doing the. You know, the Curtis Blow type shit. Mm. I was coming with the whole new Country swang, style. which, you know what I'm saying? A whole different shit. We was coming with the young shit. Me, P.I., Cold Cheeks. We was the young gunners coming up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you see, when you think about that impression that y'all made on the sort of older generation, does that set you up to understand how hip-hop proceeds for, like, every generation since then? Because you're constantly seeing it where something new and shocking and crazy comes out and the existing hip-hop world doesn't necessarily know what to do with it right away. Well... I disagree. I think everybody knows to do it. I think it's, you know. Nowadays, it's, let's monetize this shit. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, they were monetizing it back then. It was different technology available, though. Mm. You know, so different types of monetization. Right. You know, you're talking blend tapes and shit and pause tapes and, and wax and fucking block parties. Now it's a different uh, type of technology available. Now it's flash drives and fucking streaming and what have you. But does that feel like it's not as real that... You know, there's less to go through. In reality, is like you as like a ten year old rap protege is like nowadays you would have probably been signed and they would have already been figuring out how to form you, get you well, some you face can't tattoos. Because there's a lot of people out there that's not signed. That's true. Right. right. Currently. Right. So it's it's the same. I don't see any fucking difference except for the mode of transportation. Mm. It's still the same destinations and start off points. Right. But at the same time, nowadays it's like. If you were a 10-year-old who had some kind of rap talent, then you would probably be making your own songs, making your own videos, putting it out, and then they're going to get millions of views on their own. And then the label then... I mean, realistically, right, the label's right. going to be in there by like 10, 20,000 well, views I trying mean, to talk to you. every situation is different. Sometimes it's who you know, you know what I'm saying? You might have somebody in a high place that just put, put you on somehow, you know what I'm saying? Or, But the hustle is you have to have the hustle. You have to have the star quality. But I just want to say this. And it's, it's about longevity as well. Right. Mm. It's not about your fucking five minutes of fame for five seconds. You know mm. what I mean? Right, right. Hip-hop is hip hop is a, a, young, a young sport to me. I mean, not saying it's a young sport, but I just think when it gets created, the next level of what's going to happen in the game, it gets created at the age of like, you know, the, the, the adolescents are creating the next 
sound. You know what I'm saying? Like we created the next sound when we was young. He was Mm. when yo. I ran away from home at 15. Yo, when he signed this contract at Def Jam, I signed illegal. He wasn't even 18 yet. I was 17. Nowadays, it was illegal. We could have. They signed the contract yo, illegally, yo, get the money, yo, and then they get out of like, it now, uh, right? What's the limit of statutation? Shit. Statutation. Sony Records, call me. <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> you got to talk about this shit. Okay, Scarred my whole youth. It, Word up. In a weird way, though, like a lot of times the new sound or the new innovations come from the younger generation because they're the ones who aren't concerned about existing Fashion, values, right? music. Existing technology, rock. the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Down to the fucking new dance coming out. You know mm, what I'm saying? Now it's all about dancing. It's everything. It's like, always been about dancing. You know how to do the WAP? The WAP. <laughs> now you want to show me? <laughs> nah. I don't think I got the hey, WAP. Show them how to do the WAP. Go on YouTube. That's not how you do the WAP. You That's can cool. just Google. <laughs> now, now you can just Google the WAP and you can see it like. You know anyway, yeah, it's mad it's, shit. Nowadays, you could be like a gangster, like a straight gangster rapper, and you still are on TikTok doing dance moves. That's like some yeah, new I, shit. I didn't do that one yet, but yeah. <laughs> it's coming soon. But they dance with the, the gun. TikTok. There's a lot of gun dancing that Listen, goes on on Instagram these days. You could have did that back in the days too, man. It's, nothing has changed. Okay, look, there's a saying, nothing new under the sun. Right. That saying exists for a reason. Mm. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but all fucking cliches mm. are true. Yeah. Except for one, uh, you know, downhill. Downhill is really easier, not harder. But oh, you think going whatever. downhill is easier? You, I what mean, do you think? Literally, yeah. Okay, well, but you like go. going downhill in life is no, no. Well, it might be easier. It takes hey, less well, effort. Go. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> that's the only cliche I found to un- to be untrue. Right. Interesting. So downhill from here. Hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. Um. Okay, but so you guys like come out in the game and. Did you feel like when you guys got signed or whatever that your success was insured? Like, was the music already fire enough that there was just no chance that this wasn't going to work? Yeah, we, we knew it was, you know, the, the excitement at Dev Jam, just excitement. And the hood stamp. Mm. We was doing, like, little shows, showcases before that, and it was just excitement. You know what I'm saying? We knew we had something. We was we was from Queens, right? But we, was, we made our way to Manhattan. Mm. We were city kids. We was taking the train from... Queens to Manhattan. I used to go to school so we in was the city. we was in the village. We was on Forty Deuce. We was doing all that early. Mm. So we was the, you got some people that don't even leave the hood. Like mm. we was leaving it. We like so we was going to going like to the, clubs. the Red Parrot Mars. We was getting up in these clubs. So we was doing like we was at the at at the uh, Latin quarters and all like like we was there like, you like know this. What I'm we was on Forty Deuce like this watching karate flicks. You know what I'm saying? Like real yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Watching. Older motherfuckers sniffing coke and all that next to me. Like, I was a little kid, 16, 17, going through this shit, posing with mad money and all that. Nigga, we was at the club. This is like hip hop. This is hip hop for real, right? This is real. You know the whole shit. This is yeah. not just Nigga, you know. We was at the club when KRS One threw PM Dawn off stage. We lived in shit. He physically threw him Nigga, off look, stage. Look, we hip hop oh, story. We threw a whole hip hop story. And then the DJ put on the bitches over. And I was Instantly. like, yeah. What PM? That's like, like I got a line to say, yo, I'm a connoisseur of hip hop. You just connoisseur hip hop. <laughs> but right. I, yo, I can't remember what what was PM Dawn's uh, offense at the time. People just didn't like him because he was on some I think weird. They said some uh, shit about they him. Was, they was they was they was just. Corny. Right. <laughs> they said some bullshit, I guess, and that's that. Niggas still saying bullshit. The bridge is it's, over. It don't stop. Niggas been saying bullshit. Big up Mad saying bullshit now. Every year it's the same shit. Right. Nothing changed. Right. What, what's the secret? <laughs> still getting beat up. What's the secret to aging well as a rapper though? Like, is, is you guys come in the game Yo, with such about, youthful we energy? We about to put out the this water. We about the, to put out the, the fucking is, the, the, fount, no the fountain of youth water. It's magnetized water. Me, me and Dro about to put it out. The uh-huh. fountain of youth water. And the secret is in the ingredients. It's well, listen, in the there, there is no, no this. there's no <laughs> guarantee. Where we from? Right. There, you could be fucking here today and going tomorrow. Mm. Or just. Whenever, whatever. Right. So to to have longevity is just to fucking have luck, kind of in a way because you got Eat a lot healthy, of niggas locked stay up. Stay fit. When you're a black man in America, anything can happen any Facts. fucking time. Right. If you anybody, mm. anybody can die anytime, right? So having longevity is surviving, just surviving. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Then. Having longevity is something to fight for. Right. Like, what What do you wake up in the morning for? Like, to do what this. drives you? Yeah. That's this, longevity. Right? So why'd I mean, you, why'd for anybody you wake up this in the morning? world. To take a piss. 
this is just our profession. Right. We just rap and act and do this shit. But you still feel that strongly about rapping? I feel strongly about life. Mm. But does it ever get to the point where you're like, I don't know that the rapping part is the part that I care about? I, no, I can't because I just came from Russia and there's thousands of kids. Sold out show. Everywhere we, yo. So that keeps. And the kids are like 16 let me and you shit. man. Hip hop, just like music, you could do this forever. This is what we're going to do forever. Morgan, how many, Morgan Freeman, how old is Morgan Freeman? <laughs> hey, Morgan Freeman, huh? you think you can't act anymore? You think, because... you think he's stopping? You think Grandmaster Flash is stopping? You think these niggas is just sitting at home with their legs up? Just, la, 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 la. just no. living off their 401k? Hell no, you gotta keep going. This is what we do forever. We gonna do this shit to the fucking, to the ankles break, nigga. Right. What, do you think it's different with the European kids and shit? And when the ankles break, we still gonna do it. Is Word. it different with the European <laughs> kids? Like, did they just grow up with a different appreciation for, for the classics Same or something? Same difference. Really? What's the difference? They're humans. Right. What's the difference? But do you feel like that they somehow have been like taught to like have more of an appreciation for like the overall? You can't say that. Hip-hop I mean, we're, we're world. Americans don't have appreciation for hip hop. We talk about it. It's everywhere. It's the same. It's right. the same. It's the same. But from my experience, no matter a lot of these, how you uh, change the question, it's the same answer. But a lot of these young kids like really straight up just don't know about anything before like they were born or before they started listening to rap. It's, it's kind of weird when you feel like they just don't go out of their way at all to have an appreciation well, you know, for the some, classics, some, right? Some people do. Some people appreciate that it. You, you can't mm-hmm. say everybody don't because there's kids at my show 16, 17 because right. when we make albums to this day and we, we do got a new album, shout to Cleopatra, you know what I'm saying? Um, shout to Snow Goons, Snow Snowmads. Snowmads album is... When we when we still do now. these albums and we still do what we do, we still talk to adolescents. We still come at it from a young perspective. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that keeps our audience young. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got kids that appreciate real hip-hop music. You know what I'm saying? And you, the internet you got, makes the world smaller. You got the Griselda niggas coming through. Hey. They're close they, together. They, they, they rock and shout to, my, shout to Conway. He came through. We got a joint with him. Oh, for real? Yeah, we was in, yeah was in, me and him was in the studio one-on-one just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. And they, they pushing the culture forward. So the culture is still alive and breathing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You just got to know where to get it. But does it get exciting when you see a movement like Griselda coming out where they're really clearly taking a lot of the classic hip-hop sounds and really like sort of bringing back that vibe? I love it. I love it. This is this is the sound, you know, this is the 90s shit. This is what we like, you know what I'm saying? And um, that's just what we... Pick up Eminem for that, signing them. That's mm. what we do. Shady this is what we This is what we love. This is hip-hop, Aftermath, you know what I'm saying? Straight. straight up. When you listen, even like... When when I even like produced the joint called um, Last Days, which was on the second album, mm. when I hear you know us as producers, we we was all producing that album, you know what I'm saying, in in one crib, and we was just listening to old music, old records, going record shopping, spending money on records. We would go shopping, spending two on three hundred dollars on a record, like we was b- making beats and going into the whole craft, you know SB what I'm saying? On the second album, we produced the whole shit. Mm. And Last Days came out of that, you know, a couple of other joints off the album, but that, that was a classic joint. And I they played that still rocking mile. off that beat, you know right. what I'm saying? So it was an eight-mile movie and all that, but, you know, this is Dumb. real hip-hop, you know? Even music, learning more about Big music, because we was learning about all types of other musics that we didn't even know about, old classics, getting old records and shit, just looking at a record for the cover. Playing it and then like, yo, this nigga is dope, man. This Lonnie Green Tomatoes. Is dope. Yo, this motherfucking Miles Davis shit is ill. Yo, this 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 Pharaoh Sanders shit is crazy. Yo, this mo- you Bob know what I'm James. saying? Like, we was just like, it, the knowledge of hip hop was, it it taught us more. Mm. Sponging it. But do you feel like the current generation maybe something's lost because they don't have that digging in the crates mentality? Shit, they got YouTube. Yeah, they but, I, but do they use they it? Dig, they dig it in YouTube. Do they watch they anything that came out before 2015? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe once in a while. Somebody's watching it. You know, you know. You, you, it, it depends on, Look, it depends on what perspective stop, you're looking at. You need to stop bashing the younger generation and let them do what they do. Because, listen, back in the days, it was corny niggas too. Mm. And not to say younger generation's corny. Some is, some ain't. Mm. It's always been like that, and it's always going to be like that. Good music, bad music, and who, who gives a fuck about the music sometimes? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? 
Definitely. Are you guys motivated to still like find up and coming talent, <laughs> sign talent? Have you got burnt doing that before? Is it the kind of thing that you sort of? I we ain't never about? got burnt. Talk <laughs> 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 <Chuck> about. <laughs> I mean, if it ha- if it happens, yeah, you know, I I like to see the, the young talent. You know, a lot of that stuff I really don't understand. I I, I keep my mind kind of like in the 90s vibe. Mm. But um, yeah, my, well, my, we younger, keep my younger brother, he's doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Bamboo. Bamboo gutter. Doing his one too, you know what I'm saying? He's, we're, we're like 20 years apart, you know what I'm saying? Basically, so there's a real generation gap. He does the, the whole trap shit and that's what he do. That's what he understands. That's what he, you know, he in the hood. He's still in the hood. He's still the South Side, you know what I'm saying? So it's real. For sure. Yeah. When you throw on a shirt like that, when you look at that picture, what kind of emotions does that bring up? This, this shirt right here. That's the first Onyx 8x10. Rest in peace to Big DS. Yes. One of the founder members of, one of the founder members of Onyx. Rest yeah. in peace to Big DS. When I see this shirt right here represents the first picture that we had to sign. You had to sign back in the picture. You had to sign autographs. This is uh-huh. the first picture right here. This was our uh, promo picture. Sun C. Look, we even had our own merch back then. Sun C right here. This is my, my people's. Love, love him to death. You know what I'm saying? He don't rock with us a lot too much more but it's always love this is the original crew this mm. is the first crew there was this is us four we was the guys you know what i'm saying we mm. was the dudes in the studio making it happen and this full story was at first sticky wasn't in the group but he was always meant to be in the group he's my blood cousin what, what stopped it in the beginning huh well how come he wasn't in the group to he start just he, was, he lived in brooklyn oh okay he lived in brooklyn he was coming to queens if, to, to you know come holler at me and all that and he muscled his way in the group. You oh, know shit. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you gotta beat anybody up to get in the group. Listen, before <laughs> the group, they already had they already had a 12 inch single out already right. on, before Def Jam right. on Profile Records. So they was already hustling, doing their thing. You know what I mean? Mm, 100. You know, he just reminded me of is the fact that when I was nine, the fact that y'all had a song called Black Vagina Finder oh, was me and Jack. I didn't know what the you fuck. You didn't know what a thing. black vagina finder was? I, I just didn't know that there was anybody who considered themselves a vagina finder. And never mind that you were so intent on only black I'm, I'm sure it was not only black vaginas. Yeah, I don't but even just know in how general, we came you know? up with this crazy shit, but it was it was crazy, right? I was like nine years old, like trying to wrap my head around it. The only lyric that might have disturbed me more was when Easy E said I may be a woman beater, but I'm not a pussy eater. Oh shit. No, but the, but the, the vagina wasn't black. Jack was black. Just me and Jack. The black Vagina finder. Uh. But Dick is black. Well, brown. Right. And it's from the boogie down. That's something new to me. I thought it was the black vagina finder. All right. But at that time, were y'all not interested in non-black women at all? Or was it just a song? Nah, it was just a song. Okay. We love all women. My mom's is one. Yeah, right. what you mean? I don't know what the hell we're talking about. I mean, no. there's some, some guys just some, don't want any white pussy was, in their I life. Think, I think it no, was actually, just... Actually, pussy is pink. There's plenty of girls out there who don't want any white dick in their I don't, life. Trust I don't, me. I, mean, hey, I, I don't th- know about that. I think, I think it was just the wordplay, man. Just the wordplay. That's it. It wasn't nothing too, you know, no, no message behind this shit. Right. Why? You don't like black pussy? No, I'm all about it. I've heard, I've heard great things. <laughs> I've heard, so you have an experience. No, I've been, well, there I, you go. See, I, the truth I, comes out. I, I can't act like I'm a connoisseur. I did and dabble to the extent I could. I had a girlfriend for almost four years so it's like actually i tell her that all the time it's kind of racist that you're not black what you tell her was she had a black pussy no oh. i just tell her like, i feel like you should just give me a pass and let me like go to the strip clubs in atlanta and shit you oh, know shit then you yeah, might not, only black pussy like, in you might get kidnapped let me rock baby <laughs> i don't know like i'll be back next week <laughs> well you heard the story once you go black is that real is that your experience with white women Oh, Once you go white, it's, all, it's always <laughs> right. No, that you enter a white woman's life and then it's over. Like she's when just... I enter a white woman's life, her credit is fucked up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, okay. Be real though. Was there a period in your life in which that was true? Which Ooh. what was true? In which you would meet a woman and then her credit was just toast. You convinced her to be taking out loans and <laughs> whatever. Like That's there's a like lot of rappers who rap about this shit these days. Don't have no good credit. Mm. Shit. Nah, I went into a woman's life and fucking change that shit, make it better. You really? Yeah, absolutely. So our credit gets worse, but our life overall gets better. So it's kind of a trade-off. Wow, that's incredible. Y'all are married these days? Or? Yeah, you play ball? What's up? What's... Yeah, I'm amazing. No, really? no, I'm trash. Oh, I thought no jumper meant, like, you know, don't jump nobody, like a fair one and shit. No, real talk, we do jump people for sure because we can't fight. And uh, we suck at basketball, so it's kind of... It's like a reference to that, you know? The white man can't jump, is that true? 
in this case, yeah. Although I lost a lot of, I lost a lot of weight, so I'm thinking about really trying to like learn to shoot. Pick up Rappaport, you know? right? Yeah. Oh, you fuck with Rappaport? Yeah, that's my dude. Yeah. But you don't like him? No, I do. No, that's the first dude I met in L.A. Really? Word is born. Yeah, that's first, a weird way to start your L.A. experience. Word. I was like, yo, who is this kid talking all this shit? What year are we talking? This is like I came to L.A. with um Jam Master J for oh, the okay. first time. We was in first class. This is my first time in first class. I'm with Jam Master J, <laughs> and it was for an audition for this TV show called B-Boys that was going right, to happen. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And Quincy Jones and Russell Simmons was going to produce it. And and I was dibbling with the movie game. I had, I think I already had books strapped or whatever. Or maybe Strap was in a can. I think I just finished Big it. Big up Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, the Forrest Whitaker joint. Directorial on debut. HBO. I had the dad, me and Stick and all that. You know what I'm saying? Jam Master J. We took that whole soundtrack did, over. Yeah. We, yo, Strap was our whole movie. But anyway, back to the story. I Pick came to Paul L.A. King. And they had like a basketball things set up in the back for all the, you know, the, the talent or whatever. So I come through with Jay, chilling, meeting the dudes, and we just, everybody's kind of shooting the ball, playing ball, you know what I'm saying? And, my, and Michael Rappaport is just talking mad shit. I'm like, who is this dude? <laughs> Yo, you know, man, you you know, just, Once you but, rap, but he was cool though, rap. you know what I'm saying? So that, that was kind of like the first dude I met in L.A. It's kind of crazy because sometimes people question like whether he really has the right to be talking about this is like rap. 93. When you see somebody like him though, like should people be questioning Michael Rappaport's ability to speak on the culture? Because he nah, will he's, he's 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 for real. He's he'll the real grab deal. his phone and straight up talk shit about the new hot nah, rapper. He, he don't give a deal. fuck. He, no, see, you know what it is, man. Like even what you were saying, like with the white girls and all that. When when you was born in a certain, I think like in the 80s. I think the hip hop culture came in already. Like when I when I when we I came in, that. there was it was Michael Jackson mm. and Prince. There was no hip hop. Like I saw hip hop being manifested. I saw it being born. Mm. So by by ten years after me, the kids already growing up in hip hop. Mm -hmm. It's already created. Pick up cool. Hurt. So whether you're white, black, it's in your homes. You know what I'm saying? MTV is playing the shit. You're getting it. It's you're getting access. You know. White fathers is like, what the fuck is this? My daughter wants to, you know, play hip hop music, and the white, the white kids is, you know, dressing like the pants sagging. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's seeping nigger. into the fucking suburbs, and it's unstoppable. Right. Yeah, I remember my mom telling me that rap wasn't music, and I really am glad just to know that my kid will get a nice hip hop education from day one. Like we're gonna right. be playing the right. set, right. and, and I hate the censored version of Spotify right now, but I'm gonna definitely be fucking with the censored right. versions right. once the kid. Comes right, they, they they bonded to this shit now, mm. so you know. That's crazy. Do you so in terms of teaching your your offspring about hip hop though? Do you yeah, go out of your way? Yeah, Is it an important nah, thing? I, just, I played in the car. Okay. You know. But you don't try to like embed like. The nah, overall... they, they they actually requested. They'd be like, my, my little three year old. He'd be like, yo. Play that Trap Core Quest joint. Really? Yeah, can I kick it? Yes, you can. He like, he like the big, he just, that's his favorite group. He like Trap Core Quest. Because I've heard some from some fathers that it's weird because, like, their kids will just straight up, like, only want to listen to new school rap, and it's really hard for them to coax them back to an older sound. Yeah, it's crazy. They don't, they, they actually don't like the kind of trap music. They like the old school shit. I mean, I guess because I played so much. Yeah. I got Sirius XM. I keep my shit on LL Cool J shit, Rock the Bells. That's how I rock. You know what I'm saying? So, right. That's what they get. They get what I give them. You mm, know what I'm saying? 100%. What I teach them. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Swizz said in an interview recently that Sticky reminds him of 6ix9ine. Like that energy when 6ix9ine came out. Other way around. Right. 6ix9ine reminded him of you. And I thought that was really interesting because, I mean, I could see it. That like like pure unbridled I ain't rage. Nobody. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. But you know. Besides that, before that, the energy. You never had rainbow hair either, huh? Actually, I had blonde hair before. Oh, really? Yeah. That's hot. Uh, yeah. I had rainbow hair. You did? <laughs> <laughs> and manager's like, interview's over. <laughs> They're comparing him to 6 9 oh, um, How do you feel about Swiss saying something like that, though? You ever you ever think that? Sound-wise? Sound-wise, I, 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 you know. Before... Um, be be when he was rocking, when the first video, when you got that imagery, you thought it was real, mm. I could see him saying that. Right. Then it comes out that it's maybe not so earned. They just sort of came to the hood that day. And the funniest thing I heard was that he came with 50 red bandanas. Yo, this would be a great, it would be a great movie though, right? Like, just, oh, yeah. I mean, like on some show. comedy oh, shit. It, it would have to be a comedy. Right. Like, straight <laughs> comedy. That's my favorite detail though, is that he showed up to the block with 50, 50 red bandanas. Like, 
he gave out the red bandanas that in the hood to a, the blood. Come to the courtroom with a list of shit like a long so list. They, they didn't have their own bandana. A already. scroll. I mean, like if you go to Brooklyn, like you you might see a red bandana here and there. You're not gonna see 50 dudes what's rocking out the same. What's the last time you've been to Brooklyn? A couple months ago. Starbucks everywhere. When you was at goddamn Barclays. <laughs> Starbucks yeah. everywhere. Well, hey, it goes down to the Barclays. You know they were shooting people over there too. Brooklyn ain't the same, man. It ain't. Nah, I mean, they, you know, they, they, you know. When's the last time you've been out to like Williamsburg and just been? Because like every every person who's ever lived in New York, you go to Williamsburg now, and you're just like, what the fuck is yeah. this? I How mean, did this happen? Yeah, like even Harlem and. South side is still South side Gentrification. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be slow. The hood is still the hood. It's slow because like it's certain. Like you wonder when Brownsville is gonna become like a real nice place to live. Well, I'm sure when it is. When they get some more brownstones. I'm sure it is right now. You know, <laughs> you know. I think it's you know, you know, as far as like parts of the city, it's just a lot of valuable property out there, man. So mm. they seeing that shit and and you know, money talk, bullshit walk. So 100%. they changing the whole hood up. You know what I'm saying? But. The culture is still alive in the hood, though. You know, kids are still doing what they need to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. sticking niggas are up. still getting shots, stuck up. It's still the same struggle, man. Because you, you guys remember New York before, like, most of the guns were gone, right? It was, like, a very different the guns age. guns are gone? I mean, a large percentage, allegedly. <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? I just I've had a lot of rappers say that to me when I talk about gun crime being way, way down in New York. Nah, I don't know about a lot. I mean, statistically, gun nah, crime is way down in New York. You know what? I think that it might be. I think the struggle might be a little less of a struggle now. I think it's more ways to get money now. So I don't think it's like we got to go to the extent where we got to run up, run up on these niggas on the block selling. Ain't, ain't nobody selling crack no more on the street. That mm. shit is over. So that right there, you're gonna have way yeah, less exactly. gun it violence nah, on the street. Nah, it ain't like that. Niggas is it's, it's a different hustle now. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is doing different, doing it a different way. But um. Nah, it still, you know, it's it still goes down. Yeah. It still goes down and shit. It's crazy, you know. Definitely. You know, if you could be anywhere, it goes down. When you, I, you you could be in Hollywood Hills and it goes down. Yeah. It goes down. Hey, were you, you guys? Know what I'm uh, it's just crazy. Did you bro. guys get familiar with Pop Smoke? Who basically loved got, his music. Right. Never met him, but you know, my little brother. I was telling you, he put me on his music, and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Yeah. We we went to this little um, weed party in, in um, Manhattan, and the DJ played that shit. He was like, yo, this that Pop Smoke shit I was saying, but I was like. Rolling my weed, I'm like, this shit crazy. Like the, the, the tone of it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because you know, I was watching the shit on YouTube, and then piece of the young brother. over the summer I went to Rolling Loud, right. and it's everywhere. Every fucking car, every bodega, every fucking Uber, you would hear that fucking song bumping. I keep my ear to crazy. the streets, man. You know what I'm saying? With this hip hop, even though I don't really get with it, you know what I'm saying? I keep my ear to the street because, like I said, my younger brother, he's he's all about it. You know what I'm saying? So, um. Bamboo star, bamboo gutter, you know, he, he that's what he do. So he puts me on everything that's going on. You mm. know what I'm saying? My brother Hussein too. We all keep our ear to the streets with this hip hop shit. But I keep my ear the to more like the, the 90s shit though. That's what I fucks with. Because there's a lot of new young 90s shit coming out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Word. Definitely. So wait, what were you guys listening to in particular? Like new 90s style shit that's been coming out? Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of couple of couple of kids. I, I, I'm not going to mention their name. Because we ain't nobody publicists. Yeah, we, no we no clout. You know no free saying? clout. You nah, got a sign, nah. you want the clout. Nah, nah, we ain't going to do that. But there's, there's a few, you know, kids out there that's, that's keeping the culture rocking right now. Mm. 100%. Um, can we talk about this Kodak? No. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yo, talk about I don't feel like this has been no properly explained. First of all, there, there is no beef. The, the little man is locked up and uh, right. I said my blessings to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. A, a lot of us were shocked that Onyx would have anything to do with Kodak, and then he comes out with this crazy-ass story. Do you want me to read what he said? I know what he said. <laughs> he said, so I grabbed his bag, right? I threw it. Then I went in that bitch. He had a gun in there, dog. When I tried to shoot the blank, his gun was fake. I said, man, what the fuck? So he went running. At the same time, why are you running for if you know your gun fake? This N-word an actor, man. What the? Like, what, what is this story? I don't understand. <laughs> all right, next scene. <laughs> so nothing? This is, this is all stuff that has to be kept off the record? Listen, we're talking... Uh, off the record... Listen, I, I make records, all right? Now, <laughs> Everything let's, let's, is on the record. No, peep, peep game. That's, you know, not, not to disrespect nobody, because, mm. you know, I'm an OG in this shit, and I'm here to bring the light, you know what I mean? Because I'm darkness, all right? Boom. L- let's think about the person we're talking about. Is this the same person 
that try to bring mad shit through a Canadian border. The mm. same person that said disrespectful shit about Nipsey Hutz. Like, that's thing about the character a person we're talking about. No, he's a character. Think about yeah. the drugs we just leave it right there. And all this, like, you can just leave it right there. You know what I'm saying? That's that. So you never own a fake guy? Yo, I hope the brother get out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Continue on what he got to do to uh, provide for his family and keep on moving, man. You know mm. what I'm saying? Shout to the Zoes. You know what I'm saying? I got mad Haitian brothers. You know what I'm saying? Sa-pa-se. Yo, word up. So we're going to leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Thanks to shit. Shit. All right. Well, one day we'll figure it out, I OG guess. OG shit, my nigga. It's already figured out. Fuck you, me. <laughs> it's already See, figured but, but, out. But you're supposed to ask those questions and you and, right. you, and you will get the right answer. Mm. See? And you got it. No, that's the fun so part that's about what, doing that's an interview. So that's when you move yeah. to the next situation. You no, know but there's it? been a lot of times over the years where you guys have had, like, very conversational experiences with media hosts and it makes for, like, amazing um, viral content. Yeah, it does. You definitely it, told Charlemagne to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, you know, Charlemagne, which, which is cool, we shook after the whole incident. Yeah, big up to the you breakfast know what I'm saying? club. So, like, people don't know that. Like, after the whole shit went down, we took pictures and we shook. So if, if we were to shake hands after a, something that happened, the incident is there. Mm. You can see it, you can watch it, you can have fun, ha, ha, ha. But as real human beings, this shit got settled right there. It would, like, you wouldn't shake nobody's hand, take a picture with them, and still have beef with them. Mm. Or I have a problem, not even a beef, even I have a touch of a problem with them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you can have a problem with somebody at that moment and that's that. Right. So, you know, and that's what you supposed to do. I have a podcast now called mm. Rappers and Ballers. Rappers so and Ballers. we about to pop that shit off and believe me, we, we talking about, you know, a lot of, you know, Rappers and Ballers about, you know, ballers and rappers and just, you know, industry talk but mostly about sports and music. But you haven't started yet or you have? We, we have started. We're about to start. We're going to holler at you about this. Oh, let's do it, yeah. <laughs> but that's the question though is like, if you have somebody on your show, if you were interviewing Sticky, right. would you be hitting I, him with the hardest question if, the, if it wasn't you your to. best friend you or whatever? To, but you get the answers, and you, and you, and you, and you, but when you try to, like, mm. do too not much, ex- that's, that's when, that given you know, to you. shit gets kind of funky, you know I mean, what I'm you, saying? You got to respect somebody's uh, desire to be quiet about things that haven't been 100% made public, you know? No, because I, I feel like if there is something that needs to be discussed, it should be two people in the discussion at the same time. But that's when it gets weird is when there's sort of like a hanging thread left by somebody like in this situation who puts out his version of a story that apparently maybe was a real story, but we ne- but the other person Listen, in the story doesn't want to come out that, and say this is exactly time, what only happened. Only time that there's a real story is when somebody is filming it. Mm. Then you know what is real. Other than that, nigga could just be saying any fucking thing. Right. You understand? Did you get your clickbait right there? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Happy, right? Everybody's fucking happy now. No, that was good. All right. Here um, we go. Okay. So in terms of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to do at that point. <laughs> um, I'm saying, bro, you're talking to the guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I've been doing this shit since... I've been doing this shit, man. I still feel blessed to be here to talk to you now. This is an honor oh, to sit here and still be alive to talk to my nigga. No jumper. Mm. We this Onyx is in a building, my nigga, and we still rocking. Like it's still love. We still get the love from what we did twenty years, thirty years ago. Still doing. Mm. It still makes people blood boil you. At the shows, they still slamming, still jumping off that. Yo, niggas is wilding. Right. Were the mosh pits a part of the <laughs> early <laughs> shows, or, or did that come around over time? Was there like mosh pit in the early days of Onyx? Because nowadays it never stopped. A lot of it, people want to act like that's time, a new thing. At nigga, rap it was shows. mosh pits in the hood. Nigga, listen. As far as mosh pit and stage diving and hip hop, we invented that. Mm. Facts. Who else? I don't know. I'm telling well, you. We working on a slam documentary, you know what I'm saying, about the slam culture and hip-hop. Slam and boys. All the forefathers of the slam culture and hip-hop because we came with the record called Slam. Right. Dub, dub, dub. So that duh. cements that. <laughs> that cements that, right? Right. Okay. 100%. Is that song, I mean, that song is a huge part of your life. Do you still love performing it or is it? I love performing it because a, people love me to perform it. Mm, 100%. This guy's smart. You just realizing that? Or? No, I'm telling you. I'm telling the world. No, I just, I just was smoking some of that, that Nick Diaz. He got a, the pre rolls. <laughs> Nick Diaz weed. Oh, that shit's crazy. You smoke man. it and you just want to beat the shit out of someone? Yeah, yeah. No, you smoke that Mike Tyson weed. You want to beat the shit out of somebody? Yo, he, mm. Mike Tyson got some good weed too, though. Oh, really? We, we did his. We did the podcast. Yo, I left with the gift bag. 
I got. I ain't know. I ain't even know no we was in that shit. Oh, he got, I got the good. Like that. I oh. say, yo, knockout. That shit was like weed. That shit was like weed gold. Really? It was like gold. Yeah, all kinds of weird designer waxes and shit like no, that. No, it was just some good flour, like wow. Tyson Hattie. Like, I mean, I don't know what they got now, but. It was a good. It was a good podcast and some good weed. Damn. <laughs> you ever think about getting in the weed game these days? Nah, I mean. Yeah, we gonna put out. A, we gonna put out a strand. It's called Onyx. We got that sticky dro. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I, I don't know. You yeah, know. I'm saying. Never get high on your own supply. I smoke too much, nigga. <laughs> yeah, but these days I you don't get, smoke enough. <laughs> well, I don't think that logic really applies yeah. if it's a legal business. Like right. nobody's gonna tell you like if you own a hamburger shop, don't eat the hamburgers. No, right? I mean, to the hamburger. We, we've 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 <laughs> had meetings. We, we we've 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 talked about it with the weed game. You know what I'm saying? But right now, I think it's kind of like over. I think it's oversaturated, man. You know what mm. I'm saying? I think the I think the players that came in already are in the game already. You know what I'm saying? Yo, now you might if, if, if we can do something with the logo, which is the best logo okay. in hip hop, the Onyx logo. That if is we a can, fire logo. If man. we can license the it and do some face. other type of things, then that's cool. But as far as like, you know, do throwing you, flowers and doing all that, like do I, you, I don't know what level of. You do know. you have licensing deals for the merchandise? Because is it like? There's stores you can go to where they just have um, the honest yeah, shit just, like that. We just did, we just did a big license and deal. I can't say nothing because it's the not it's a non-disclosure agreement. But um, we just yeah, and we do it independently as well. Like, like I see kids in 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 fucking Bulgaria with a fucking jacket. I'm like, yo, where you get that? Oh, you went to the website. I'm like, damn, it got there, huh? Okay, the shipment landed. All right. Yeah. You know, yeah, we do merch and all that. Like, we we, we always got a brand ourselves, and like I said. When we came in the game, Jan and Jay said, y'all got to have an ill logo. Uh, that's a fact. That's good advice right there. Y'all got to have an ill logo. Y'all got, you know, we learned from the best. Mm. And, and, it's, and that, the jewels that he gave us is, is my family is benefiting from that. Right. 100%. Still. So is the acting game still a significant part of your life? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that like a hustle you just pick up at a certain point and then you just know how to keep it going throughout your career? It's like most rappers don't seem like they ever get turned on to that you shit. But the dudes right who do, <laughs> the dudes who do seem like they're able to keep going yeah, and doing like, that shit. Like, of like, uh, like you know, right? That's exactly what it is. We right. came in the game. I, IMDB, baby. We came in the game, slipped in the game, never went to acting school. Mm. And you learn on a set around professional people who teach you how to be professional. Like the first... Time I did a movie was called Strat. We everybody auditioned for it. But I remember this time when Forrest Whitaker looked in my eyes. And this dude is like, you know, this is Forrest Whitaker. I didn't know who he was at the time, but I did my research and I was like, oh, this shit is real. Right. So he was interested in me playing this character in his movie. So he looked at me and said, Can I trust you? Are you gonna be serious about this? And I looked at him and said, Yes. <laughs> Dead serious. And I came on the set. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Just some kid off the street who had the energy. I had Dev Jam behind me. Uh -huh. Russell sent me to the audition. So I had that rocket, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, and you keep doing it. He got in the game. Look at him. Blade all types of shit. Blade all types of shit. He, you know, it's a hustle. Right. 91 movies later. Yeah, you know, it's a hustle for for the actors that's getting Academy Awards. This is what they do. You have to have a passion for it, though. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to have a you passion, have a for, passion it. for anything that you do long term. Right? Are you? But once you get into the game, is it kind of odd because you come from such more of like a real environment? Like a lot of actor people, I don't know. I just, I guess, why, I just why assume. Would it, why would it be odd? Because I just assume that actors are just coming from a completely different world that they might not necessarily what understand. Where are they coming from? It's the same thing. Pretending to be other people and not really doing shit. So what's like, so odd about it? I'm gonna tell you something. It's, it's like this. I mean, actors, I feel weird around. It's like they this. don't smoke enough weed. Put it like this: you could be a guy with a mansion, rich, do some fucked up shit, and then you gotta go to jail and live in a fucking fort, and you know, you are, you you have to adjust, right? Adapt. Mm, right. So if you on a set and you never did act, they don't know your back. You you adapt tell to that, the tell situation. That to Iron Man. You adapt to the situation. There's no. This is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Robert Downey. 100%. You know, I only watched The Wire like last year. Yeah. And I was so overjoyed. You yeah. pop up. Right. I'm just like, oh my, I have to stop. I have to tell my girlfriend, this is why this is important. This is crazy. I forgot that he was on the show. 
Was that a wild ass experience, like that one in particular to be a part of? Because that's like 100%. The Wire is as important in like hip hop as any album. I'm going to tell you a story about The Wire, all right? So we was filming in Baltimore, mm -hmm. and I wasn't part of the initial cast. I was just like a, you know, reoccurring. A reoccurring. It was already huge by the time right, right, got right. on there. I was yeah. a reoccurring. So by the time I got to the set, everybody I knew was on the set. JD, uh, Hassan Johnson was on the set. So we was all in a hotel. Everybody came to my room, and we was blowing it down. Wow. Everybody in my room, you know, ah. Idris was getting I high. got kicked out. Nah, Idris, he didn't blow down. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna front. He didn't blow down. Idris was probably, he had a lot of lines. I was with the niggas who ain't have that many lines. He'd forget his, he'd forget his accent. He'd start talking like a bloke again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's funny. But anyway... Um, we was rocking, and then I got kicked out the hotel. Oh, man. That so happens. I think that's probably what my character, they was like, listen, this motherfucker, <laughs> this motherfucker costing us money. <laughs> that's like why Bird only had wired. two or three, you know, episodes on it. But we shot it in Baltimore, and it was good working with, you know, the different people, and it was real, you know. Shot, shot it in Baltimore. Yeah. When they threw me on the floor, when I got, I think I got, there was like crack vibes. It was crack vibes and on that, the that And that wasn't art direction. That wasn't art design either. Like, yeah, it was like, real. Yeah, it was real, my dude. Like, because they arrested me in the scene and put me on. I was like, yo, like, yo, give me the fuck up. This is dirty. It's crazy. Damn. That's crazy. Do, do you worry that your touring business might be jeopardized by the coronavirus? Yes. Well, th that's why we started drinking Heineken's. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> Motherfuckers got a bag full of Lysol, nigga. <laughs> Straight up, lights saw everything. Because you guys are going all over the world. Me I mean, this Corona saw, shit. I got lights saw, lights saw Look, a mask, nigga. If it was like platinum and shit, this is <laughs> way bigger than Ebola. Right. Bud ice. The Bud ice virus. We'd yeah. all be gone already, yeah, man. man. You yeah. ever try that shit? No. <sighs> so much alcohol in that shit. Corona virus. Shout they got, out to Corona they got honey, Queens. They got Shout out to zeros. Corona Queens, too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Corona. I know they like, what the fuck? Word. The coronavirus. We got to move. Yo, that's the gotta be the nuts. weirdest place to live to live right now. I know, right? Yeah. Or rep. Or like, yo, I rep Corona, word. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> son. I'll be over here, son. I'm repping Corona, nigga. What's good, son? I had a friend who made a but shirt. Blessings to all of the victims yeah. that were struck by it. No, I had a friend who made a shirt that said coronavirus in the corona font, like right when it came out. Yo, let me, can I that already on? doesn't seem that funny because so just, many people died from it, right? I heard the stock went down. Is this even oh, big wood? time, yeah. Ain't yeah, people... Yeah. Well, like, nigga fucking around me cool. <laughs> <laughs> you get out of here and shit. Man, can you imagine when the coronavirus hits the hood? I don't think it's going to hit the hood. I hope not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got a force field. But now they got people getting it who, had, who haven't even left the country and shit. For a while, it was like, oh, he went to Italy. He went to Korea. This shit is crazy. I mean, every year, like, every year with this, every two years, every year, there's something... But think about it. They got a Chinatown in every city, so... Mm. And they all smell pretty bad, I'm be totally honest. I you know, we ain't gonna say all that, but they all probably right. travel. What, what he's saying is they travel. But what I was saying is like, come on, the ratio to hopefully they'll find a cure for this fucking shit, because this shit is gonna jeopardize a lot of money for a lot of people. It already has. Jeopardize lives. Motherfuckers is losing money already. The stock market, this shit is crazy, man. So hopefully it doesn't affect us. But, you know, when big, Listen, things, they when big it, things happen, they can sometimes it affects it. us. I was even telling my man, I was like, we used to go to Russia. It used to be crazy in Russia. You know what I'm saying? Pre if you look on the... to all my Russians, you know what I'm not, saying? Not to cut you off, but if you look on a can of fucking Lysol mm. that's been around for years, it, on the back of it, it says, uh, uh, disinfects you, for the human, human coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah, we saw that on World Star. Right? And I got one in my fucking bag. Real life, I checked it. It's a fact. A on the Clorox wipes and on the Lysol shit. A Jamaican nigga, African nigga was like, look at this. <laughs> Like, just spray that shit inside right? your drink. Wait, so they already knew about this fucking virus a long time ago? Yeah. Welcome to Earth. What? Where are you from? I, you knew about the coronavirus before the last few he weeks? No, it's I mean, he got on the Lysol bottle. I'm not reading the Lysol it's bottle. It's been there. I'm not <laughs> just reading that <laughs> I'm shit. I'm putting you up on Nigga game, my in the store like this. Before we had iPhones, I, I'm going to admit, I used to actually like read the ingredients on food while I was eating it because there was nothing else to read. Right. Now we got an iPhone. I don't need that. Nah, but you know, sometimes, like I was saying, like when, when, when the whole Russia shit Listen, with America everybody just go up, vegan. The ruble drop. Then it, it, like, hopefully, this shit don't affect our touring. Mm. Hopefully, it don't affect the Fuck world. Fuck the touring. Fuck the touring. Hopefully, it don't kill more people. Right. Mm. Yeah, let's think like that. 100%. All right. What'd you say? Uh, you really vegan? Yeah, aren't you? Hell no. What's wrong with you? 
Let's just see. He fall apart. You still eat steaks? Hell yeah. I don't eat steaks. Killing the planet. I eat steaks, chicken, bacon, eggs every morning. Go get some wings, man. You'll be alright. I lost forty five pounds, and now everybody's like, "Oh, are you vegan?" I'm like, "Hell no, I'm not." I'm eating fucking shitloads. I wish it was the drugs. That'd be fucking a lot faster. No, but I mean, hell meat. But you know, this is what it is. <laughs> what do you guys uh, yep. got going on? See, that's the first sip to break there. That was the coronavirus from that. <laughs> the I, fuck? Ironically, I just ate a salad with fucking all vegetables, no protein. Wow. Oh, cause salad doesn't have protein. Romaine doesn't have protein. A little tiny listen, you, fucking minuscule bit compared Kale. to a chicken listen, breast. Listen, Tell listen. them about the, the, the you, you gotta do your research. You go. gotta do your research, okay? Listen. Yeah, the is the strongest animal in the jungle, and all he eats is. Uh, Somebody get, give me a shit. visual aid of how much kale you would have to eat to equal the amount of protein I in a chicken breast. Chicken, hot sauce, Same. fried chicken. You guys are killing the planet. You got to try truff. This hot sauce is yeah. truffles in it. What? Fire. That might be over it? my head, man. You can get it at I, I Whole need, Foods, I, man. <sighs> what kind of hot sauce you use? I need the hood shit, B. I need like the. The, whatever they got hood, Louisiana, <laughs> what they got Fried. out here, Red Rooster. <laughs> you go to Kennedy Fry and just take all the packets. Nah, sometimes I get the Tabasco. You know, I want to, you know, get, you know, get bougie with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tabasco's bougie. <laughs> Hell yeah, we don't go past Tabasco over here. But you could go Rooster. super hot. Could you go on hot ones and eat nah, the hottest one? I would try. Okay. I think I, I probably could. I don't know. Mm. I probably could get kind of, you know. Yeah, I could I'm see not scared of that shit. Pouring milk on this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm not scared of that because I've never seen anybody freak out that bad on a show. Right. I probably yeah, I'm from the hood, so we like we like it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Straight up shit. I already know. Straight up shit. Mm. You're done though. Niggas from hot sauce on potato chips. We can get you some cauliflower wings to make up for this. Cauliflower wings. Is that cool? Yo, I tried that vegan shit. <laughs> I was on tour. I was eating a falafel at two in the morning. I was like, nah, that's it. It's over. I can't do it. Damn. It was a rat. Did that hurt? That falafel killed me. I was like, yo, does what hurt? Having your brother turn his back on the Listen, vegan, vegan everybody cause. is allowed to live their own life and have their own opinions. Me personally, I don't eat dead rotten flesh. <laughs> Me neither. Well, my shit ain't my rotten. shit ain't dead either. My, my shit, shit is fresh. nice and oh, it's alive. I cook it, it's, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like my nigga Ghostface say, eat dead birds, son. Right, but do you smoke vegan weed? No, that's right. a whole thing. Organic weed. Organic. Organic. It's vegan <laughs> too, though, right? No GMO. Weed, don't make me check your no shoes. No GMO. Nah, we no smoke, GMO. We smoking, got some leather shoes on? We Louis. We doing Louis over here, man. Technicality. Got him. Nah, no, Louis, Louis, Louis Skywalker. That's all we fuck with. These mm. That's all I fuck with. And that's ensure the... OG. Okay. That's it. I'm I don't fuck it. with none of that sativa shit. The shit make a nigga want to... Do you have any pets? me nervous and shit. Yes. What? White cat, 17 years old. From Brooklyn. Are you going to eat it? No. Why not? That's my friend. That's my boy. He's been with me for years. And I fucking, um, because I rest my case, Your Honor. But every, like you said, everybody got their own preference and that's that. But okay. Yo, I used to be with Don King, with my man Steve Marcano. Shout out to Steve Marcano, whole Impact Network and all that. But, um, Don King used to eat, uh, dry, Aged. dry A steaks. Mm. Yo, I had one of them since. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Have you ever had it's one? Good. I don't love think it. so. Eat a dry A steak one day. I got it. Try it. I'll go to Don King's house. It's different. It's some other shit, bro. The difference between my cat and like the pig I ate this morning. You gotta kill it and eat it yourself. No, it's just that you know. Okay, like killing things is bad, but there's certain people that gotta die. Somebody breaks into your house, you gotta kill them and eat them. (laughs) Well, I mean, the fuck? That's illegal. (laughs) Says who? The U.S. government. (laughs) All right, we'll go to another country. Go to Chinatown, (laughs) motherfucker. Hey, if we eat a bunch of human bodies, he said that. I say that. It's just gonna get worse way faster. Why? Like you don't coronavirus think, you don't think really human is on the fucking menu? It's a delicacy. In what country? Probably like Earth. Probably like, <laughs> oh shit! You, you gotta go. You gotta go black market. Oh, white dark market. Web? Oh, oh, white market if you want white meat. I'm on the dark web buying human <laughs> flesh. Yeah, yeah, I'm fuck. sure you can get it. You've been on the sure. dark web? They be like calf muscle. They say you can get every drug on there. Calf muscle. I want a guy who's been doing calf lifts for his entire life just to bump beef that shit that's, up that's so what I can you eat, eat it. eat right there, that calf muscle. Do you want the muscle you want? Well, it all one? started eating pussy. <laughs> I, may, I may be a woman beater, but I'm not a pussy eater. Shout to Easy e man. R.I.P. Shout to, to Easy e I met Easy e one time. Um, at the Jam Master J uh, video. See, that's what you get. The video was uh, Down with the King. <laughs> I'm not my coffee over first. I don't know shit. if that was on camera. Yeah, Wait, yeah. you met him where? At the Down with the... Yeah, he just ignored us. <coughs> Down he with me. the King. At the time. Yeah, he was like, fuck us. I was like, oh shit. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Easy. But yo, but yo but, um, yeah, we rocking, man. We still... Back to your question, what we doing right now? We doing the um, Rappers and Ballers podcast with my mm. nigga Johnny Voga. You know what I'm saying? We just rocking out with that. 
Man Stick about to get into the studio. He got some movie projects he's working on. I got some movie projects I'm working on, and we got a lot of tour dates. You can go on onyxhq.com, check out all the tour dates. We rocking. Shout to Good Friday Entertainment. My nigga Perry, represent all the Greeks Malaka. out there. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it, man. Onyx in the fucking building. Yeah. Onyx I'm so glad. For life. So glad I got to ask you guys all these questions that have been burning in my mind for the last few months. Oh man. Oh yeah. Well, I got ready for this interview a few months ago, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then we got it done, man. I think one of you showed up for the interview, but then the other one didn't show up, so the other one was like, "Nah, fuck this," and just left. Nah, I was. I think it was just touring. I don't know. You know, I should <laughs> I be. That's you what was, my post. I think told you me. was busy. You was going to like. Oh, you was. You was busy. It no, wasn't I, I think me. I, I, think, yes, I, no, I think I left. I always got I time for out. Onyx. I flew out. Oh, you okay. was busy. I saw you at all, all the, you know, the it was me. I knew you was a fucking cow Where was I? You was all over the place. I see you all over the. You're internet. keeping up on my shit. Yes, what? you're out there, son. You, you, you big, my dude. You, you big time, son. I got a lot to learn. I didn't know you were, you were. You popping, my nigga. That's why we here. No jumper, Onyx on no to, jumper. We you, rocking right now. You probably say that to everybody. Oh, you you say do that to all the hosts. This is not. This is popping. Nah, this is popping. Nah, this nigga don't lie. We good. We good. Oh, it's an honor. I, I actually thought. Is gonna get physical, but you cool. What were we gonna do? <laughs> but if that's, I keep that's, asking, that's why we bought Johnny Volga because y'all the same height. Oh, Johnny Volga got the burner? Yeah, no, oh, I got shit. the burner. Yeah. No, said, I was like, I was like, we got <laughs> where is it? Let me see. Gun, gun check. <laughs> I, know he, I know how he get down, but nah, it's cool. Everything is smooth. Oh, that was great. Smooth B. I love it. Yeah. Um, Onyx Perry told me don't pull out the gun on TV, don't pull it out. Yes, yeah, oh, cameras man. everywhere. Those pants are a little tight. I don't know where it would oh, fit in. He just ain't tight. He just ain't tight. Oh, he got a knot right there, though. Why the money you talking Pause, about? Pause, but that's a knot. Put yeah. yourself out. Pause. Right. That's, the, that's not no what she jump said. Up. You better get a jumper next time I see you, my nigga. We I'm out. A, I'm going to get a shot, coach. Right. Onyx, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Go vegan 2020. StickyFingers.com. Pow. Hey, yo, what up? It's your boy, Joe Star. It's your boy, Sticky Fingers. Hey, yo, we the Onyx. Word up. And if you like this video, hit a like, leave a comment, or subscribe. You heard? Word up. Blah.